What's up, everybody? My name is Jacob Deaton, and thanks for stopping by another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals, where we take the best people in the South and ask them about their life and their business and all the things in between. So today, I am with Madison Mosley. Madison, how are you? Hi, I am so fantastic. A little tired, but all in, having a great day. Yeah, this is a 5 p.m. interview for those uh, that uh, will eventually experience this. So, um, you know, so there's there's a little wear and tear on the day, I'm sure. Yes, on like two cups of coffee this late in the evening, but surviving. I'm on my tea. I'm trying to cut back on the coffee. Like I started, I used to drink two and three cups a day. Well, back in the military days, it was like seven or eight, but okay. now I'm back to like one I try to do one solid cup of coffee a day and then I try to supplement with the tea because it's like a little it just seems a little lighter you know yeah yes I had one uh, like an hour ago and like immediately got the shakes and I was like wow okay um I'm that old where coffee makes me shake in the evenings (laughs) (laughs) you know I heard once that the shaking when you when you have coffee it means that the coffee beans that you're ingesting um or the coffee beans that were used to make the coffee that you were drinking, if I said that right, they, uh, they're old. Oh, great. It was from like a really nice coffee shop, so. <laughs> oh, wow. I could be wrong too. I mean, that I am not an expert, although I do really love coffee and that is like a big thing for me. Okay. Um, I always just equated it to like the lack of food. Like I had only caffeine in my body. So <laughs> that's what I was equating that to. Shakes, no food. You know, that, that actually could be the, that actually could be the case. So maybe we, maybe we crack that case, who knows, but, um, but so give us a little intro. Let's, let's dive right into you. Um, and then I want to play a little game. Usually I do this on the back end, but I kind of feel like I want to do it on the front end today for some reason, just, it just feels right. So I'm going to go with it. Um, but, um, give me your, um, uh, Give us some backstory on you. Tell us a little bit about your company, what you do, broad strokes. You don't have to go into super finite details. Okay. And then, and then we're going to play a quick game of like, Ooh. let's get to know you. Okay. All right. So backstory, um, I guess. So this, my company, Madison Mosley Events, started four years ago in 2016, shortly after my own wedding. And the backstory on that, which kind of created the business is I married my high school sweetheart. Um, we actually met in eighth grade. So he's really my middle school sweetheart, which just sounds gross. Um, (laughs) we met the very first week of eighth grade. I was a new student. I had just moved, um, back to that school district. I had gone to a different school district nearby. We met the first football game. He asked me to be his girlfriend. Oh, cute. And we've been together ever since. So as of today, that's been 13 years. Um, and he, we were actually in the same kindergarten class, which we found out um, years later. So that was, that's a kind of uh, little tidbit on my life. <laughs> um, so after, so we, you know, we were in uh, high school together, college together. I had went away to my freshman year of college, moved back because I missed him. Um, he proposed our senior year and we got married nine months later, two weeks after college graduation. 
I, as a planner, love to plan, if that shocks you at all. I know it's so weird. Um, but our senior year of college, you know, it's really crazy because you're trying to like figure out your life plan and we were trying to figure out what we were going to do with our lives and where we were going to work and where we were going to live. And then I was like, you know what, let's also get married. <laughs> and um, the chaos of it all, I kind of thrived on it. So after our wedding and we had started our jobs, I was like coming off of the high and I was like, oh, I really loved planning weddings like a lot. And my friends are start, all started to get married and they were asking me to help them plan their weddings. And one of my friends that I worked with at my new job, my new corporate job, she was like, I can create you a logo. Why don't you just start a Facebook page? Um, and I'll never forget that because I was sitting there at my internship and I was like, that's insane. I should not do that. Um, I just got this new job. And she's like, what, what could go wrong? Um, so she did it. She made me a logo and I bought, you know, business cards off of Vistaprint and it kind of just took off. Um, it started as more like a hobby, but now it's like my, my passion and it's an actual job <laughs> and I love it. We do an average of, you know, 30 weddings a year now. And I was doing like a couple for some friends and now we're kind of all over the state. So it is a dream turned reality and it's awesome. Wow. That's a great story. I mean, like you, you get married at a young age and you're like, Hey, maybe I could actually do this. And here you are now doing 30 weddings a year. Yeah. It's uh, definitely a, you know, big transition, but it's, it's awesome. I mean, that's says a lot about the product in which that you're providing the marketplace, right? Obviously people like you, which is great. <laughs> I uh, would hope so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, obviously this is working out. Okay. So before we dive too deep into that, because I have some questions about that, I want people to kind of get to know you today. I want, I want them to know a little bit more about you. And usually I save this for the very, very, I think today is a, is a day that I do it in the beginning. I'm going to shake things up because everybody's been it. listening, has been waiting for this at the very end. I'm going to give them the carrot right now. And then maybe I'll have a carrot later. You just don't know until you get to the end of the podcast. So, um, but um, I always like to ask a bunch of questions um, just that just, literally paint a picture as to who you are they're all pg-13 don't worry um so don't it's not a it's, it's not a thing so let's uh let's dive into it what is the uh last netflix show you watched the crown the crown what is the crown all about i don't know about this. oh my gosh um it's about queen elizabeth's story oh like oh yeah. like like, like old, story. old old like the first generation of queen elizabeth no like the current one. Oh. Okay. Historic, yeah. Like super historical. It's like kind of current. So there's four seasons. I'm on season four. Um, and each season is like a different chunk of her life. So like season one is how she became queen and um, her story as a child. It's very, very interesting. And you kind of just get a look at the Royals life. Um, I think it's super, super intriguing. <laughs> and, you know, as a girl who loves weddings, I think that kind of connects to just being a princess. And I think that that is a very interesting life concept. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being a queen is definitely an interesting life concept. I yeah. like, I mean, you're, you're kind of uh, perking my interest with this. I, um, I often wonder what it would like to be a king, you know, to be a king. 
yeah um, it's so it's just like the whole way they the whole way they live and like all of their protocols and it's just fascinating to me wow okay so now i have something new i have to watch on netflix you know you whatever we're in a pandemic <laughs> got plenty oh, of time and then like side nibbit or nugget off of that um the queen's yeah. gambit really good it's about I saw the advertisement for that just the other day. Um, so good. The I'm mostly asking questions so that I can be socially like cool and know about all these things. So, uh, you know, this is like actually getting me up to speed. Is the Queen's <laughs> Gambit like a fictional thing? Yes, it, it's based off of a book, I believe. Okay. Fictional thing versus like the the other thing is more like a documentary like about the Queen and Yes, that one's more a documentary, but like actors. So it's not like the boring, you know, where someone's like in, being interviewed. I think that's boring. Some people really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anyone that loves documentaries. I need like acting and conversation. Some acting and some, <laughs> some, some drama. Yes, um, drama. Right well, that's cool. What's the, um, let's see, what's the last, um, what, what do you listen to? Music wise, are you a music person? Yes, I'm a huge music person and I'm a weird music person. I go from genre genre to genre a lot and it depends on the season. Um, so like in the summer, you know, we're on the lake. I really love some country music. But um, recently being in my fall feels, I've listened to today on repeat. Um, I'm trying to find the, the the name. It's Novo Amor Amar. Okay. Um. That that's who I'm listening to recently. That's pretty cool. I I actually don't know that artist, but now I have to go again. I've learned something new that I have to go check out. Which another reason why I asked the question. I've actually been listening to the uh, that new Weekend song like a ton. Um, oh. I haven't heard lights. that. It's, uh, it's a kind of synth pop 80s. Kind of makes you kind of feel like you're listening to like the take on me, like from AHA, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like that. It's kind of got like a little, it's got that little synth line that goes, you know, has it's, it lays over top of everything, but it's also, um, it's, it's kind of got that drum beat too. Um, I think that that may have been an inspiration in the writing room, but don't quote me. Um, <laughs> okay the um what's the uh what's t tell me some of your like go-to uh food choices what are you into i love to cook um i cook almost every single night um so what are some go-tos so i got an instant pot a must, a must. <laughs> because at you know but whenever we first got married, I had so much time to to cook dinner every night whenever I got home from work. But now that I have two kids, I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot to thaw the meat out. What can I put, what can I cook in 30 minutes before this toddler loses his mind? So mm. Instant Pot is my saving grace. I cook a lot of meals in there. Last night, I did a pot roast with potatoes and carrots um, where I'm a big meat, like protein and sides cook. So um, I do a lot of potatoes, sweet potatoes some kind of fake chicken. Cool. Well, I, I don't know how long it takes me to get to you, but like, I think I could be there in maybe three and a half, <laughs> maybe four hours. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know what I'm cooking tonight because 
I forgot to thaw the meat out. <laughs> so I'm going to be putting something in the instant pot that me telling you what I cook a lot is what I'm cooking tonight because that's real life. <laughs> Sounds like a Domino's night to me. Um, oh, you know what? Exactly. DoorDash tonight. <laughs> There you DoorDash go. Pizza. I love that stuff, man. DoorDash and um, I can't remember all the other Uber Eats and whatever else. Yeah. So great. That's one of the best things that's evolved in the last 10 years, you know? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so we'll save a few more of these carrots for the end, but um, let's circle back to the beginning of your business, like you talked about. What, um, what's when you uh, launched your business, you went okay, I guess I'll start a logo. And four years later, you're now doing 30 weddings a year, um, absolutely crushing it in your region. What sort of, um, like, what sort of marketing, I, I, obviously you have a marketing background. So like, what sort of your, um, uh, what sort of your strategy and how to get from zero to 30 a year? How, how did you do that? Um, I started small. So whenever I started the business, I had did just graduate college. And even though I had a marketing degree, I didn't have any experience in how to get your name out there. Um, so I learned a lot from my corporate job and my corporate job was on like the billion dollar marketing budget. And I was on like, <laughs> what did I not spend on groceries this week? I can put into my marketing for this new business. And really it was just an idea that I had. So I really didn't want to invest a lot of our dollars as newlyweds into this company. So I did a lot of free things, a lot of, you know, a little bit of money here, things like buying business cards, Facebook ads, um, and a lot of word, word of mouth. Word of mouth is the most mar powerful marketing tool out there. Um, no matter how much you spend on advertising, um, you know, your webpage, whatever, your word of mouth and the, the weight that carries is, is immense. So in my county that I'm in, um, I was at a really crucial age because everybody that I knew was graduating and getting married. So when they would get married, they'd use me and then their bridesmaids would get married and then they'd refer me out. So that was the biggest thing for me, um, starting the business and having a really heavy social media presence. Our generation is massive in social media um, and their technology and their devices. And there's so much research out there that I learned through my degree um, that people are not just on one device at a time anymore. They're on two or three. You can be sitting there watching TV at night and you're on your phone and you're listening to music. Um, mm -hmm. So having your reach through social media is really big, having your presence and being engaged um, but it's a really hard times too, because everything changes so rapidly that staying on top of everything and being present all the time is a, is a really big challenge as your life evolves too. So yeah. it's been a really big um, learning experience over the last few years. Um, I've gone from just being on Facebook to being on the knot. And I just actually won the 2021 best of weddings um, a couple of days ago. So that was a really big achievement for us. Um, you know, just having our clients love us so much that we kind of won that award from the night. Um, just a big pivotal moment for our business and just trying to stay updated with all of our marketing stuff. It's I update it, change it every month. <laughs> right. Let me let me ask you this, because there's a lot to unpack with what you just 
like, I mean, I could go on like three different tangents, I feel like, but um, <laughs> since you brought up social media, like, did you, uh, did you find that there was a moment in time to where your generational age of being um, that new planner and all your friends were getting married and then their friends were getting married sort of teetered off and then maybe your marketing skills and your social media presence and stuff sort of started making up slack um or did you or do you feel like those things just kind of run parallel together at the same time they did run parallel in the beginning mm -hmm. definitely because i was the same age as my brides um i was in the same life you know experience as them i was maybe a couple months ahead, you know, I just got married. So we related on a lot of the same fields. So my lack of experience made up in my personality, in my life stage, I would say, because I was so relatable to the brides because we were at the same age, just right. married. This is what I did for my wedding. Um, so we clicked really, really well. I still click really, really well with my brides, but on the experience level, they look at me and all of the weddings I've done, um, and we're still able to relate, but just at a different time in life. So um, now my social media and my marketing has made up for for that difference. I would I would definitely say that to me hit. Um, I felt that shift, and I did actually I did feel it um, the last six months, probably when I had my second child, and I would talk to my brides about it. I still thought I was young and the newlywed, and then I was looking at I was like, oh man. <laughs> I have two kids and I've been married for almost five years. I am not the new bride anymore. Um, so that was a, that was a slap in the face. <laughs> no, it was just a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I bet, I mean, it's, it's kind of a reality shift. You're like, okay, I'm not the spring chicken anymore. I'm like the, yes. you know, I'm the, I'm the mature, <laughs> like I, I've been around the block <laughs> times, but you know, but I'm still young, still hip. But yeah, I'm, there, I'm on TikTok. Know? Right, you're, you got a TikTok account. You're totally cool. Yeah, you know? like you're in it. You're in it to win it. Um, you know, I just wonder for people that like yourself that jump into it right after you know your wedding, which I've talked to several people like you that uh, plan their own wedding, and then they're like, "Oh my God, this is kind of fun. I think I could do this for a living." And and they kind of jump headfirst into that. It always kind of seems like that they they have a um, an existence of you know uh, just muddling along um and and like they like i'm gonna I have this great idea and then i'm gonna have all my friends hire me and then all my friends hired me and then there's this shifting point where you have to you know sort of pivot and it goes from being like oh this is all referrals to now like well the referrals are still happening but my age group is changing and like i'm now not of the age group that was further than me that was like you know actively getting married and stuff so now I have to like figure out a new way to kind of reach those people. And um, I think that's really, I think it's always like a really interesting um, uh, shift. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a shift and it's uh, definitely felt, you can feel it too. And it's, it's just a weird transition in your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so with your marketing background, which I think we spoke about off camera, not on camera that uh, maybe, maybe we did say that at the very beginning, but if we didn't, she's, she's got all the marketing. She's a marketing with She's got the, she's got the skills. She's got the paperwork from college to prove it. Um, what, uh, sort of things have you, uh, been doing with social media that sort of, um, 
evolve you into, uh, you know, that's evolved your marketing process to where it is now? Like what kind of stuff are you doing that, um, that you find to be really uh, valuable and helpful? So when, um, I think I'll take that in two chunks here. When I first started my social media, um, it's definitely a learning experience. Um, and I did a lot of live videos. People like to see the venues I was at. I would do tours on Facebook live. Um, Instagram wasn't as big. It was still a big presence, but not as big as I thought Facebook was at the time. So I did a lot of live venue tours and walk people through. Um, people loved that. I got a lot of engagement with that. Um, nowadays, Instagram has an algorithm. If people don't know for businesses, um, for bloggers, whatever. And it's a very strategic algorithm and they change it all the time, which is very frustrating from the, the business perspective because you don't just pop up on people's feed anymore. If they follow you, you have to be extremely engaged with the audience. Um, so it makes it challenging because if you're not on Instagram all day long, engaging with your followers, you don't show up on their feed. So, <laughs> so on that perspective, I try to just post a certain, a very specific amount of times um, in a week. And I'd like to keep my themes consistent with like, do a series on a recent client um, or, you know, have my grid look consistent. Um, and I really love to showcase our work that we did as planners. That's really um, important to me. I like to whenever people come to my page, I want them to see the authenticity of my business and that, hey, this is what we can do. This is what we can provide you. Um, and also just be real to who we are, um, like each wedding is. So I think that that really shines through in your social media is how authentic you are. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's really relatable to the end user. Yeah, authenticity is a really big thing um, because you can just post a whole bunch of self-centered stuff all the time. But um, that's not really what gets people interested in social media at all, especially with your channel uh, or your, uh, you know, that's YouTube talk, but your, uh, your, your page or your, um, you know, or whatever it is, uh, your Instagram page. So right. like, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I feel like you have to really go to them. Like you're saying, you have to make time out of your day to where you go and you leave thoughtful comments with people and not comments of like, I'm just gonna put a bunch of hearts right here on this one person's post. And then the next one's gonna get two hearts. And then the next one's gonna get three hearts. Like, but actually well thought out, um, well intended uh, comments that provide commentary on whatever the world that they're living in right. um, is. And, and, and that is what breeds um, uh, communication between uh, you and the other uh, person, as well as the, um, uh, you know, the, the genuine connection, you know? Right. So um, I, I, I think that that's, uh, I think that that's super undervalued um, in our world um, of being in the wedding business and being busy all the time. Um, I think it's extremely undervalued. Yeah, I do too. Um, but I digress. Um, but yeah, so, so, okay. So we've gotten you to this point. We've gotten you to where you are now. You're doing 30 weddings, um, a year. Um, where do you see your brand kind of going from here? Do you have like any next steps of like dreams, ambitions, thoughts? Like, I mean, are you like, oh, this is good. I'm probably going to maintain this. Um, but like, what is the next step for you? What's the next refining bit of thing that you, you feel like you need to to jump to the next, uh, you know, the next direction 
what's uh, what, what's that thing? You know, because we all as entrepreneurs, I feel like we yes. always have something going on in the back of our brain. Yes. Saying, oh, well, we're here, but we could go here. You know yes, what I mean? Absolutely. What is the thing for you? I was about to say that as entrepreneurs, we are always trying to grow. I don't think we're ever satisfied. Um, and that's a great thing because it keeps your creativity just constant. And I think I'm looking at what I can do for my business every single day. Um, I have um, a great staff team of girls. So I have multiple planners, which gives me the capability of doing multiple weddings on one day at multiple locations. Um, and that grows my network tremendously. So that's a crucial part in how I want to grow. Um, without giving away too many details, um, because, you know, industry secrets, yeah, there you go. <laughs> partnerships are the like foundation, the walls, the ceiling, everything for a planner. Photographers can make it or, you know, other vendors, not, not just singling out photographers, but for example, they can probably make it on their own just by their marketing, their advertising alone because of their work, because that's what brides are looking for. Right. Planners, on the other hand, we have to have a network. Brides come to us to plan their wedding because we know who we know. I think the ease and the stress-free process that a planner provides a bride or a couple is the glory and the benefit of having one. You don't want, I'm not going to hire someone to do the work that I'm going to do, right? Like the, a planner needs to know um, their network and be able to think so quickly on who is the perfect fit for their couple. Um, so networks are a huge, uh, huge place of where I am in my business. So looking forward, um, definitely growing partnerships specifically to offer my brides the most um, personalized experience that they can have for their wedding. Um, and that it's just going to make everything exactly what they want for the price that they want. Um, and then their day is just extremely stress-free and easy. Weddings shouldn't be complicated. Um, and I think the, if you're in the wedding industry, the more that you see weddings, the more complicated they're getting, the more expensive they're getting. And then with COVID thrown in the mix, the complexity has gone out the roof <laughs> and we're all just like trying to figure out what to do now. Um, but we're all trying to do it together, which is great. So that just kind of, you know, ties in my partnership piece there a little bit more. Right. Um, well, wow, there's a couple of things I want to get to just out of what you just said. That I thought was really cool. Um, uh, one, I'd love to hear about how you're going to pivot or how you're pivoting in COVID to make everything work for your brides and for your grooms. Um, I think it's really important for everyone that. Um, but before you maybe answer that question, um, if you could answer um, the question. Oh, man, where was it? Where did it go? Actually, you know what? Ask, answer that one. We'll come back to it because it will hit. <laughs> okay. So COVID has been hard. Everyone's been affected by some aspect of it this year in 2020. For our couples, we have just been adapting. There's no right answer. And I tell all of my couples, I was like, there is no right answer. There is no direction on what to do here. So I try to just be as accommodating as possible because I've seen it from both ends of my brides or my couples coming to me, like the venue won't let me move the date or, you know, this is happening and I don't know what to do. And I'm not trying to add stress to that. So from my perspective, I've done everything from cancel weddings, help plan elopements, move an entire wedding in 14 days. Um, 
to moving it to 2021, you know, and we're kind of just holding. So with current weddings that I have had and that we've actually successfully, you know, held within the COVID atmosphere, things have looked different, um, but things have also not looked different. Um, brides are still getting the weddings that they've wanted. Um, we just allow the guests to do what they need to, to feel comfortable. Um, and I think people are just assuming the risk and at the end of the day, feeling good with their decision. Mm. Yeah. I think it's important for everybody to do what's best for themselves in this time. Yeah. And, um, there, there seems to be a lot of differentiating opinions. Um, but like, uh, one thing is for sure that, you know, the, you got to take care of your people and everyone around you and you got to do that in the best way you can. And, um, one of my, um, one of my bands, for example, played a, a uh, an event the other day uh, for a wedding because we happen to be in Georgia, which is one of the more loosely regulated states. Yeah. Um, and um, and so you know the wedding planner was super considerate to the band by putting out like um, the flowers from the ceremony they repurposed into basically like a barrier in front of the band and gave it like you know the six feet of distance you know and yeah. then uh, and so they just kind of laid them out right in front so there was a dance floor like over there. <laughs> but like they had a nice but it was not it was super beautiful and elegant and it actually I was like why don't people do this more often because this you know the, the flowers that they have like all over this you know all over the place if they could like make that into some sort of thing that would cleverly break down and I'm sorry Floris that I've interviewed like I know you're probably like you no, know do all the time. you can't do that but I'm dreaming here I'm, I'm the entrepreneur in me is uh coming out if you had it to where it could break down into something and then it could dress the front of the band or the stage or whatever, and it wasn't, you know, that could be really valuable to a bride or groom. Anyway, just throw that around in the noggin for a little while. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, say, save that one. Maybe you can make a lot of money on that one day. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like that um, we all have to just be, we all have to kind of do the best we can, right? And um, hopefully this vaccine is coming soon, you know? Yeah, we'll see what 2021 holds. I mean, it's already, I mean, and, and if you're a bride or you're a groom and you're listening to this and you're like, you know, you're just wondering like what that we live in um, and you're, you know, you're considering having your wedding in 2021, please, for the love of, of all things wedding, call, like, if you're thinking about even doing it in 2021 at all, you should have already had a venue like yesterday. Yeah. Um, like you, he, if he proposed yesterday, you should have already secured your venue today. Yeah. <laughs> if you want a, if you want a Saturday, it's, it's going to be really hard. Um, especially if you're wanting one of those places that are really, um, ex, you know, that are really desired. I mean, I've heard of some people that's been, uh, that's been planning their weddings for 2022 of the fall and 23 in the spring. Yeah. I've started booking 2022 weddings. So it's it's because of the shift i mean it's just it's just throwing a big wrench in the um the first six to eight months of or six to nine months of uh 2021 good lord i've lost my numbers for a <laughs> what month is it <laughs> yeah no i mean really I, I feel like we're just in a this groundhog day every day yes oh yeah um but it's true um uh, i you know so if you're if you know whatever you're doing right now uh bride or groom that may be listening um or watching the youtube channel um, finish watching this video 
because <laughs> I want you to finish watching this video. But then after that, start making phone calls. Um, it's, uh, it's super important. Or if you're really smart and you're really thinking about it, go find um, and pick your wedding planner so she can help you with your budget. So you always get the most important things right, like this lady right here in front of us. Um, so um, Madison, tell me, um, uh, we've talked about the future of the business a little bit, like as far as like what you see without giving too much away. Uh, we've talked about the past. We've talked about the present uh, with this COVID thing. Um, talk about some of, uh, maybe some of the inspiration, like have you had anybody in your life that's been um, uh, through this whole uh, evolution and you becoming the wedding planner that you are now? Like, has there been someone in the industry that's kind of been like your, you know, your rock that you could like talk to that would give you encouragement or anything like that? Do you have a like a, I, I hesitate to even use the word mentor, but anything related to that, a peer, et cetera, that you, uh, that just like really helped you through in the beginning to kind of get you to where you are now? Um. <clears throat> thinking about it as you're talking about it yes and yes and no I guess so I don't have like a wedding planner that I like watched grow and I'm like oh that's what I'm gonna do there are right. definitely an incredible wedding planners or event planners in Charlotte that I just admire their work it is just extraordinary and I'm like oh I want to do that one day these massive you know hundred thousand dollar weddings and they just have flowers dripping from the ceiling and the you know, the bride comes in in a helicopter and like gold. Um, <laughs> so there are definitely people that I watch and I admire and I just, you know, love to reference their work. Um, and then I have my network that have been like my foundation from the go-to, like my very first florist um, out of my hometown who like is one of my absolute greatest friends call all the time. Um, brainstorm ideas off of and we just kind of like have a language where we don't even have to say anything anymore um you know kind of friend and like same thing with DJs like I, I just have created this wonderful network from vendors that believed in me from the get-go um where I was like hey I want to be a wedding planner and like they're like well how many weddings have you done I'm like this is my first one and they're still sticking with me today you know four years later um and then so that's my my like my glue, the people that have just helped me through it all. And then my assistant, Morgan, who we were uh, best friends in high school. And whenever I decided to do this, I called her. I was like, would you want to do weddings with me? And she's like, absolutely. And we've been doing them together ever since. So we've had kids together and um, done weddings together. And I trust her with everything. And we um, have kind of been through it all together. Um, this business that she's helped me get through all the hard things and the business proposals for the future and all the good stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about your team. That, that'd be a good place to, uh, to pivot to. Yeah. Your, um, tell me about the people that you have on your team that you use. Um, I know you said you could handle multiple weddings in a weekend and stuff like that yeah. you had in the past, but like, what are some of the, um, some of those mainstay people that you, that you have uh, on your roster? So Morgan that I just mentioned, she's, um, she's my copy, I guess, <laughs> you know, we both have great, um, we play off each other's strengths and weaknesses for sure. Um, she's in nursing school right now. So she is like my hero. I cannot believe she's in nursing school, has two kids and does weddings. Like she's incredible. So, um, she does, we did a lot of weddings together. Like if 
we have a single wedding and a weekend. We usually do them together. And then I have Michaela and Sarah. Um, and Michaela joined me three years ago. One of those, like whenever I was just starting, she messaged me on Instagram and was like, Hey, I'm looking to be a wedding planner. And I was like, Oh, we could use the help. And, um, she kind of just started working with us here and there. And now I can send her on a wedding, you know, by herself or to run lead. Um, and same with Sarah. Sarah was an intern with me years ago and she just did small things for me, like run our Instagram page or contact a vendor here and there. And now she's running uh, weddings on her own as well. So my team is incredible. They give me real good feedback. Um, you know, we just had our 2020 review meeting as a team. And one of my favorite things to do is to get feedback from my team. Like what is working for us? What is not? Because I don't want just to have my perspective. I want my team's perspective because if my team is happy and my team feels comfortable, my clients feel happy and comfortable. So the way that, um, I run a business is how my team wants to run a business too. Um, and we all just really jive together really well. Um, and I think that's what makes us really great planners for our clients. Yeah. How did you uh, go about creating that culture with your people to where they can, when you do a review like this, that they can feel comfortable in bringing up like deficiencies, deficiencies that they see in the company that you own and they have that trust to sort of really be open and honest with you. I think a lot of people who have a team um, of people that, that they work with are always striving for that like next level of communication and the ability to just be open and honest with each other um, so that you can make real-time changes um, whenever you do have these types of uh, meetings. Like what sort of like your ideology as it pertains to like creating that, that work environment? That's a great question. And while the corporate life was not for me, I was, I worked in corporate America for three years. Um, I was a, I worked in marketing at a very large annuity and insurance, life insurance company. Um, and the culture there was incredible. I learned so much from that company on how a fortune 500 company keeps their employees happy, um, or doesn't keep their employees happy. And I think I just applied that to my own business. And, you know, conversations with friends coming out of college and my husband of what is working for our bosses and what's not, you know, you always have those conversations with your friends of like, oh, my boss, like, will not listen to what I'm saying. And they don't let me go early on a Friday. You know, those things, um, I feel like are really applied to my business. Um, for example, you know, I think millennials look at how we were raised as kids and we're like, oh, we'll never do that you know, whenever we're parents. And I kind of apply that to my business principles as well. It's like, mm. nah, I'll never be a boss like that. I want to listen to my employees. Mm. Um, and I kind of just put that into practice. That's cool. I was uh, so specific. Can we get like, can we dive even like a little bit deeper into that? Like, as yeah. far as, like give us like some tangible things. Is it a uh, once a quarter you go to Topgolf? Is it <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, do you, is it like a uh, once a month you go here? Is it a uh, once a week you send a, an email to the entire team saying, you know, rah, rah, et cetera, I love you, et cetera. You know, what, what, is, what are some of the things that you do um, for your people to, to keep them on this like up and up? Um, that's a great question. So 
one way that I feel like I connect really well with my, with my girls is I'm honest with them. Like from the get go, I'm like, y'all, my kids have been insane in the membrane today. Like I just can't handle this today. I need a little bit of help. And I think the humility of that really um, resonates with your employees, not trying to be um, above them, trying to be with them. I think really means a lot. If you've seen the, the illustration of a good boss or a good leader is not someone giving orders. It's someone who's down in the grit with them. And I right. think I, I hope they think that I do that really well with them. Um, <laughs> um, and I feel like when I feel the, the desire that they have to lead weddings or learn from me or, you know, just give so much to the company, um, I want to, I want to give that to them. Like you guys want to do more weddings. Awesome. Let's put in the work. Let's do this. Let's, you know, let's really pull our weight so that we can get more clients and you guys can do more weddings because they love it as much as I do. So it's not work. It's just how can we grow together? Because when the company grows, they grow. Um, so we don't really do a lot together because we all kind of live in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're really good friends, you know, so we just um, have some call, we have calls together, like team calls. And then I think our um, annual review is a really big moment for us too, because we get to come together like in person finally, um, when it's not just a wedding and really just talk about our year. We talk about our goals, um, what worked, what didn't, and what we want better for 2021 or the upcoming year. Mm. Um, and we really just like, you know, go team and kind of <laughs> leave from here <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and work, work our butts off. Right. Hey, how's the community there in Charlotte? I've, you know, I've had um, um, Ivy Robinson on the podcast and uh, she, she was my, she was the one I was talking about earlier. Like who I admire is Ivy Robinson. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, I was, just, I was just up in Charlotte. We had dinner and uh, she's like so fun. And um, uh, we had a whole bunch of laughs and a whole bunch of drinks. And if she's listening, <laughs> love you, Ivy. Um, the, um, yeah, I love you too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, she's, um, you know, I, I was, I was, uh, I, I think this is a question that I forgot to ask her, but, um, I'll ask you since you're in, in Charlotte, how's the community there? Do, do you feel like the planners in Charlotte are, um, would you call it like a, a tight knit kind of thing or would you call it more of like, everybody's cool, but they're just doing their own thing all the time. Um, you know, like the reason why I bring this up and, and then I'll let you speak like the, you know, the people that I've, I've interviewed quite a few people in Charlotte and it seems like Charlotte has this like unbelievable community of like people that are just like super tight. Like they're all like, they're all friends. Like I'll know each other. They're all friends. Um, and, uh, and also like in Charleston, South Carolina, it seems to be like everybody there is like very aware of each other. And obviously Charleston is like one of the biggest destination uh, uh, capitals for weddings in the world or or the country at least um but like uh they all seem to be like pretty tight-knit there too um uh like what uh what do you feel like the temperature in charlotte is so with my network of vendors we're all very tight you know my photographers my florists my you know hair makeup um very tight-knit group as for other planners i know a couple but we're not like um best friends you know, we kind of admire each other's work and that may be different for, <laughs> for the other planners. Um, and maybe because I'm like a little bit outside of Charlotte, but, mm. um, I think we're all 
for me, I just admire everyone's work and kind of learn from different things that they do and love to refer brides to them if I'm booked. Um, but I have more of a tight knit group with my, with my vendor group than I do other planners, I think, but there are quite a few planners. Like there's a lot and I see new ones coming up all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like from what I've been able to gather, I mean, uh, I, I had a chance to really walk through that downtown area of Charlotte. that's really shot up in the last yeah. uh, few uh, years. Um, I used to go to Charlotte all the time and it was just kind of the city that was a city, but it, you didn't really have a, didn't really have like a personality, you know, like I, I, to me, at least it didn't. And I'm sorry if I offended someone by um, comparatively to other cities I've been to, it just, it was like, it was a city, but it needed like some, some growth and it needed some like reworkings of, you know, all the old buildings and like the personality was, you know, whatever that has completely changed. Uh, this last trip that I took uh, to Charles or sorry, Charlotte, um, unbelievable uh, growth. And um, it's, it's really special what they're doing over there. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping that the scene um, of, of wedding vendors continues to grow and, and, and build and, and, um, and invest each, in each other um, so that a healthy community sort of exists. Yeah, definitely. Um, wow. I just like, that was kind of a monologue. Sorry about that. Um, I, I have a really strong thing about community. Like I think community um, is, is um, an integral part of, um, of what we do. Um, uh, Absolutely. I think I, I think I sort of learned that in the beginning in the military. Um, and then I sort of learned that in being a musician um, for as long as I was um, previous to uh, my involvement in the wedding community. And now that I see that in the wedding community, I, I, I see like some real opportunities for people to, you know, to be the one that beats the drum um, and sort of gathers people together and, and, um, and creates that camaraderie. Um, because truthfully, when we're all working together, even if we're working for our own businesses and stuff, but like, if we're all in communion together, we're all winning. Um, yeah. because there's always going to be a client that comes to you and you talk to them and you're like, mm, I don't know if she's a, I don't know if I'm a good fit for you. So I'm going to send you to this person because I've invested in that community of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that, does that ever happen? Do you, do you feel that way? Yeah, um, definitely um, have felt that way. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, screaming babies over on this side. Oh no. Oh no. Um, are they, uh, they going to come join you? They're probably going to have to, it's time for him to eat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, let's say, well, listen, if it's time for him to eat, then it's time for us to go. Um, it is. Unfortunately, so I could talk about this stuff all day, but my husband <laughs> like bringing on the door. <laughs> well, there's plenty more to, to talk about. Um, and, uh, and we will have you back on this thing. Uh, in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the, this is, there's going to be a carrot at the end of this. You, if you listen to all the way through, the carrot was kids beating on the door trying to get into their uh, <laughs> yes. the room with the be with their mom. It's perfect. I couldn't think of a better way to end this. Um, uh, anyway, Madison, thanks for being here. Thanks for being on Southern Wedding Professionals. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a blast. And uh, my name is Jacob Deaton, and we will see you next time. Take care. Uh -huh.